Today, we're diving into the topics of how to develop your social media presence, learning what exactly does it mean to be a life or health coach, and deconstructing how to build a seven-figure online business. Welcome to episode 16 with the one and only Haley Hobson. You are listening to Len Jones Party of Two, where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at trueface.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. What is up, party people? How you doing? How are you living? Woo! I am excited. We are back. And I hope you have been staying focused on your vision and making moves on your goals. I am so appreciative of the numerous messages I've gotten from our podcast fam during my absence the past two months because, man, I'm not going to lie. The last two months have sucked, like just absolutely awful and definitely the worst sickness I've gone through in my life to date. And I plan on telling the full story of how it went down once I get back to 100%. But for now, I'll give you a quick preview. Basically, I had really weird symptoms over the past two and a half years that I had been seeing doctors for, but continuously, Western medicine showed that I was fine and nothing was wrong with me, even though my body was definitely like, yo, something's wrong with me. So I kind of just, you know, sucked it up for a long time. And a little over two months ago, shit really hit the fan. I've since experienced crippling fatigue, chronic anxiety, depression, stiff joints, severe light and sound sensitivity, constant migraines, awful digestion like gas and constipation, all while the doctors kept telling me, you're fine. So I'm just freaking out. Like, what's going on? I'm not fine, dudes. Figure this out. But that ultimately led me to go to a naturopath who explained that I have a really bad case of candida, which is a fungal infection that when combined with a leaky gut, it can permeate into your bloodstream and cause severe inflammation throughout your body. So first things first, if you're new to the podcast, our mission here is twofold, to educate millennials by dissecting the come up stories of incredible humans by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life and second to have all my friends in life that are making moves to meet my other friends in life that are making moves to create one giant community of extraordinary people so i'm like 73 75 percent now and i've gone through a pretty hardcore learning process all about the gut microbiome and nutrition in general which contributed to my desire to wanting to speak to today's guest Haley hobson as i knew she was an expert in this field Haley is an absolute beam of a light. On top of being a seven-figure annual earner inside the network marketing profession, which is just one of her multiple streams of income, she also wears the badges of a certified health and life coach, yoga and Pilates instructor, social media expert with well over 100,000 followers throughout her platforms, all while being a great mom and traveling the world. Haley has quickly risen to the top of her profession and for good reasons. Her roots are ground zero. She started out as an attorney with zero social media training or experience and went on to completely change her career as she became fascinated by health and wellness. Haley has mastered the ability of creating an all-star team to help coordinate her projects while figuring out a rhythm inside her scheduling that allows her to be most productive while living the complete time freedom lifestyle. On today's podcast, Haley goes into great detail on what exactly she did to create a seven-figure income, things she wished she knew when she first got started, research related to emotional and mental health stemming from the gut-brain connection, and how to read behind the message to find the root of the problem and so much more. Now, before we start, I must say, if you enjoy this podcast and want to support future conversations like these, please leave a positive review. It means a lot. So without further ado, let's jump into it. 
Happy Sunday, everybody. We are out here right now with the one and only Haley Hobson. Haley, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good here in Encinitas, California. California is, how are you? is, is so wonderful. San Diego in general is just absolute paradise. If anyone's ever looking to move somewhere where everything just seems amazing, move to San Diego. It's so funny because I used to live in LA. I lived in LA for like I think almost 10 years, about 15 years ago. And when I was living there, I lived in Santa Monica. I lived on the Marina Peninsula. There was a moment, brief moment that I lived out in Northern Malibu, which was a little bit too remote for me. But when I was living in Santa Monica and living in the peninsula, I, I went down to San Diego a couple of times because I used to, I don't know if you know this about me, I used to race triathlons. I I thought it was so boring down here. I was like, how does anybody live here? I could never live here. It's so slow. And then I came out here about six years ago for a yoga retreat. And I have to, I have to admit, like full disclosure, I don't really know downtown San Diego at all. Like that's not where I live. I live in North County, which is even north of La Jolla. So I'm like in between Del Mar, Solano Beach, and Carlsbad, if anybody knows that area, like as you move towards you know, Camp Pendleton and then eventually Orange County. It's about 30 minutes from the airport. But I came out here and I was like, oh my God, I love this so much better than LA. Now, granted, it has been much more developed over the last 15 years, but it is like a very sweet pocket of like hippie meets surfer meets modern vibe without all of the, you know, grit or extra stuff that's going on and busyness that's going on in LA. And I have to say, I mean, obviously I've aged 15 years since then, but I do love it. I do love it. I love the, the reference you made because it's almost like you can't tell the difference between a homeless person and a young college kid out in San Diego because they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Haley, I mean, you're a health and life coach. On top of that, you got the yoga and the Pilates instructor background. On top of that, you're a super mama, which I don't know how you, how you, how you stay with a smile 24-7 with all the responsibility you have. On top of that, now a social media expert, which all adds up to being an absolute network marketing savage. Um, <laughs> how did that all begin? Yeah, well, first of all, you have to know that behind the scenes of any successful entrepreneur, there's always a village, right? And so I have to give like massive kudos, of course, to all of the people that I've hired in my life over the last couple of years. I have, and my husband, of course, I have a husband who is a rock star with our two children at our home. I have a nine-year-old that we have together. And then um, we, he has a 17-year-old that's with us half the time. We also have a part-time nanny at home, like three hours a day. And we also have a chef that now comes to our house and cooks once a week. And um, yeah, and somebody that comes and cleans our house. And of course, I'm bored. I'm in my like administrative angel community. I have I'm a rock star project manager community manager, a behind the scenes, automation funnel guru, marketing strategist, <laughs> copywriters too, um, and just different independent contractors that are, that are making all of the flow come behind the scenes. Now, you know, I am definitely what I call a visionary and I have a very strategic and I would say artistic, which comes into play in social media because, you know, copywriting is an art, right? Copywriting and visualization imagery you know building landing pages building email funnels and automation building building um planting building so that you can plant a vision in other people 
I would say is, is creative, if you want to call it creative. So I, I definitely am like on, my brain is on 24 seven and I've got the ideas, but I have to say thank you, of course, to everybody behind the scenes. How did it happen? Well, I mean, it's a long story, but to give you the short, I grew up on the East Coast in New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. I went to very prestigious college, Brandeis University, went to law school right inside, basically in Philadelphia. I lived in Center City, Philadelphia. I practiced law for a year in Philadelphia, moved to Los Angeles, practiced for another four or five years in Century City over there. And I was doing corporate bankruptcy. And I just realized that it was just not the life that I want to live. And like, thank God I had the intuition to dive into what was, what was I really interested in? What did I really want to play in, which could become a career. And I didn't know what was going to happen like 15 or 20 years ago. I I had no idea what was, where it was going to bring me today. It's all a journey that we go through. But I became at that time a Pilates teacher and a yoga teacher because I was very interested in, 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 in anatomy and biomechanics of the body and how it operated. I was a competitive athlete at the time. And it was important to me to understand you know, how I could perform better, how I could run pain-free, how I had to have uh, you know, more length in my stroke through you know, muscles and, and um, uh, ligaments just being longer and more stretched out and operating in a, in a biomechanical way that was um, the most freeing, I should say, right? With the most space in the body. And so I did that for 15 years and it was fun and I had my own business and I, in LA, I worked in a, in a, in a, in a physical therapy office, had my, all my equipment and, and patients and clients would come to see me, you know, post rehab. And then I moved out to Boulder, Colorado. I met my husband, he was actually a professional, um, world-class triathlete and moved to Boulder, Colorado. I brought all my stuff with me, started teaching Pilates there, ran a health club, um, then moved and opened another health club, became the mind-body coordinator over there, had like 130 different classes on the schedule between Pilates and yogas and, and managed all of, the, all of the teachers and taught you know, 20, 30 hours a week as well. And then I just got super into wanting to dive another level deeper into my own body. I had on the backside dealt with a lot of stress, anxiety, depression during certain periods of my life and massive digestive issues for about 40 years digestive issues for 40 years, not depression for 40. <laughs> but um, I was really interested in, especially when I went to Santa Monica and I started going to like the first health food stores. When I walked in, I was like, what do people eat here? There's no food here, right? <laughs> they were very different, maybe similar, but in my mind different than they are right now. And I really wanted to get a bigger grasp on how I could start to work with the, you know, from the inside out. And whoa, I mean, it's been a process. I have learned a ton over the last 20 years. I mean, it's been a 20 year study, to be honest, starting with my own body. And then the courses that I've taken to become a health coach, become a life coach, really understand the mind gut connection. And then eventually finding my way into an essential oil business where I learned even more about holistic remedies and these amazing products and ingredients and herbs and oils and everything that we can put in our body on our body and the way that our senses interact with our brain so that's how i got where i am (laughs) and um it's been it's been quite a journey yeah there's so much there right now one thing that i was really curious about was i mean when someone gets gets out of school and becomes an attorney i mean that's like a dream job to society you know right Uh, was that like a really scary moment when you decided that this wasn't for me like you've put so much time into becoming an attorney 
that like, was there a moment that you knew that like, this wasn't what you wanted to do? Like, what was that transition like? Well, I just, I feel like I really kind of knew it right away. Um, I probably didn't pay much attention, enough attention to it in the beginning to really make a decision. You know, it took me about five years to make the decision. Um, I don't know if it was scary. I think that I had to follow my gut and do something that I knew I would enjoy doing because I was only about um, maybe 30 years old when I made this decision or 29 years old when I made this decision. And I was already on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, asthma medication, medication to help me sleep at night. And I had just stomach aches every single day. And I just knew I couldn't, and my eyes were hurting, like just staring at a screen and reading legal documents all day long. I just, I knew I couldn't do it. I just didn't know what else I could do. And I was actually married back then. And thank God, I want to like, you know, credit my husband at that point. He was like, you should just do what you want to (laughs) do. You know, we're okay financially and just follow your heart. And so he prompted me to make that decision. Now, funny story is we got divorced like a year later, but, and then it was all on my own. (laughs) And then it was a little scary, but you know, I am a person who believes that if we do have a passion and we really believe what we're talking about, like it has worked for us, like it's become our story and we share it, whether you're a person who, you know, is, you know, making an amazing diffuser or has a software that you just know is incredible or you, you know, I can sell you the vegan cheese that I made on my mac and cheese or the art that's on my wall. Like if you love something and you know it's going to help somebody else, then you are doing them a favor by sharing it. And I just decided that I wanted to create a lifestyle that I knew was going to help me get off of all my medications and keep me at a constant healthy weight, free of anxiety and stress, sleeping well and having, you know, a clean and working digestive system. And if I could share that with other people and the way that I do it, I could build a career out of it. And that's what I did. That's amazing. I haven't shared a lot. Actually, I haven't shared this at all, but this will technically be the first time anyone knows what I've been going through for the past two and a half months um, with the dreaded candida, a fungal infection inside of your bloodstream that just has an insane amount of side effects that your leaky gut essentially permeates and allows this fungal to get into your blood. And some of the things I dealt with to, and, and, and people that know me know I'm a very happy human, was extreme, extreme anxiety um, out of nowhere. And I've always kind of like been one to not, not laugh it off to other people, but just kind of always assumed people with bad anxiety, like, oh, like just man up, right? But now yeah. it's to the point where like light sensitivity was out of control. I became scared of lights for an entire week. I was like in my room, like a dungeon, freaking out that I was absolutely going insane. And it all came down and stemmed from the fact that my gut, which doctors told me I was fine for years and years, this was building. They always said I was fine, was just an absolute like hellhole, if that's the word you could say. It was just not good. So yeah. Since I've been eating the, the right diet, doing an elimination diet, taking the right supplements, I haven't taken any medications, I finally am starting to feel myself again. So like, I have a newfound respect for health coaches and naturopaths 
which leads me to ask you, like, what exactly does it mean to become a certified health coach? Well, I don't know that the industries are totally regulated, to be completely honest. And when I went through my own certification to become a health coach, I was intrigued by that with the idea of being able to help other people. But honestly, I really wanted to do it for myself and just wanted to see where that next step took me. I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is, I did a lot of research and it is like one of the most highly accredited programs out there. And, you know, with over a hundred dietary theories that they teach you, if you're interested in something like that, feel free to come to me. I don't mind people reaching out to me. I will share my experience. I think I even have a page on my website about it. If you go to HaleyHobson.com and you click on, I want to say shop, there might be a link or even resources. There might be a link to IIN. Um, but I don't know what it means. You know, like you do have enough education to be able to take on a client and see what they're going through and help them choose different modalities to you know, help them along their path of their journey to feel better. But you're not a doctor. It's not like you can prescribe medication or anything like that. Same thing with the life coaching. It's not really a heavily regulated industry. I did my research. I did a lot of research on who I wanted to study with. And again, I, I chose Brooke Castillo from the life coach school. She had an incredible year long program. And what I, what I, what I would guess I would say to answer your, your question about like, what is a coach? It's somebody who is helping you make your own decision. It's helping you follow the path that you want to feel. But so many of us have minds that are really cloudy and we are terrible decision makers and we don't know how to really see going on between our ears. So a coach is going to help you guide you right through that decision, through that decision making so that you can meet whatever goal that you have. So with like health coaching, I want to actually state for the record that it's not just the food that you put in your body. I do believe that there's this bigger picture of health that includes um, meditation. It includes whatever meditation means to you, but stillness and sitting and, you know, unclouding the mind. It's, it's, um, it's relationships that you have. Like if you're not full, filled up in your relationships, whether it's your spouse, your children, your, your friends, your parents, like a marriage could be its own separate category, but you're, you're not going to be happy if your relationships are not fulfilling you. It's exercise. Like you've got to move your body. It's rest and relaxation. It's your own spirituality. Um, I mean, there's an, it's your financial abundance that you have in your life or getting to that, right? Like there's so many different categories in this sort of circle of life, you know, and a, a good health coach will know how to go at each one of those areas and guide you through, not just like putting you on a diet, mm. but guide you through to make sure that you're finding happiness. And then with life coaching, I, I, I would say I'd take that a step further. And what I do is I help people, I help people understand what's going in their brain, understand what's going on in their brain that's causing them to feel the way that they're feeling. And that's a big statement, even though it might not sound like one, because most people can't identify their feelings. They'll, they'll say to somebody like, Hey, how, how do you feel? And they'll say, fine. Well, fine isn't a feeling, right? Exhausted, stressed out, depressed, lovely, uh, intimidated, fearful, excited, motivated. 
Like those are feelings and I can name hundreds more. Most people don't know how they're feeling. And sometimes you'll say something to them like, what are you thinking? And they'll say things like, I think, or no, no, you'll say to them, what are they feeling? And you'll say, well, I'm feeling like I should go out for a run. Well, that's not a feeling. That's a thought. You believe you should go out for a run. So what I do as a life coach is teach people what is going on in their brain, what kind of thought that they're having that makes them feel a certain way because the way we feel drives every action we do in our life. An action can be a decision to not act, right? So people like, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm a business coach in my life coaching and I coach a lot of people who are in paralysis or they're stuck, right? Which is, by the way, is a thought. <laughs> I am stuck, right? I am stuck as a thought. They, and then because that story around being stuck is making them feel a certain way, stuck will make somebody feel something like um, anxiety or stressed or overwhelm, right? And then those feelings will dictate the next step that person does, whether they open up their laptop or don't or get out there and talk to other people. I work with a lot of network marketers. So you know, people will usually not be networking enough or not be building relationships or not be inviting people to sit down with them, literally have discussions. I just got this great text this morning. I think I have to actually read this to you. This is like somebody, it's hard to coach people that are on your own team because first of all, you don't have enough hours in a day. Um, I can do like generalization, but there's so many messages coming in all the time. This person writes to me, um, Hey, Haley, I'm interested in starting this business. By the way, she's been in the business for like three years, but she's thinking about starting it now. And I'm afraid that I will just be spinning my wheels, spending time and money, not making as much as I want or need. Okay, so she is afraid. That's a feeling. The afraid is like making her not act. And the thoughts are, I will be spinning my wheels. I will not be able to make enough money. I need a certain amount of money. To survive. So there's three hidden thoughts here. The last person I spoke with told me it would be challenging even to make rent money on this, which is quite concerning to me. So she has another thought that her friend is right, and that another thought that she can't make money, and another thought that she needs to have money for rent, a certain amount of money for rent. A supplemental income should be sufficient enough that you feel that it's your worth, that you feel it's worthwhile. Another thought. Supplemental income should be worthwhile, right? Yeah. I do not plan on doing this full time. She's already discounted that she doesn't want to do this. Now she's <laughs> wondering how she's going to be funny doing this. You can see this is like loaded with lots of thought-provoking <laughs> life coaching. So it's just funny. It's like I would ask her if she was paying me as a client, I would sit down and ask her a million questions to help her see that she is believing that somebody else is right, that she's got a limit on how much money that she can make. Like me telling her, hey, I'm making millions of dollars doing this is not gonna be coaching her. That's gonna be me instructing her, right? Or telling her something. So I have to work around what's going on in her mind to find out why she believes all this shit, right? <laughs> and then help her manage her mind so she can create a new thought pattern like, People make money in network marketing. I have a great product that people want. I'm fully capable of, of sharing that with other people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until she feels excited and motivated, not concerned, right? So then I actually did tell her like, you know, like what the average is at certain incomes, blah, 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 what I'm making with other people. And she wrote, 
Um, wait, wait, what did she write? She wrote, do you think I can make money doing this? I don't have a lot of people on my Facebook page. So here's a thought. I can't do this business if I don't have a lot of people right now on my Facebook page. But what about helping her believe something else like I can build a Facebook audience. I do not need a thousand or more followers right now. I need to learn how to network. Like that could be a thought. I need to learn how to network because there's nothing negative associated with it. But if she believes that there's a need to do that, then she may go out and do that, right? So life coaching can be like so simple, but you actually really have to see, you have to be able to really see what's going on behind the ear, between the ears of somebody so that you can take them out of that space that they're living in and open to all the possibilities of awesomeness, you know, that can happen in their life. So usually it has nothing to do with what they're coming to you from. Cause I know that these, all this disconcerting, you know, thoughts that she's having or need to make money or making sure that she has, has nothing to do with her business. It's all past stories from the, you know, that we could uncover. Was that too long an answer? <laughs> no, that was, that was beautiful. I loved everything about that. It's interesting because I wouldn't be able to, I probably wouldn't have been consistent with this diet in this program unless I had the accountability. Just like anyone that goes to the gym, if you hire that personal trainer, you paid money. Now going to the gym, it's like, oh, well, you're spending all this money. You're not going to go to the gym. Like it just puts that accountability factor on that. So I just think that the the health coaches, as a fact, I mean, just look at Whole Foods and why, how much it's booming, is just going to become a booming industry. And so many people are going to want to oh, get already, involved in that. Yeah, it already is. Yeah, I know many health coaches making hundreds of thousands of dollars and actually millions of dollars like when they are good at what they do. And then they can take their product, which is their coaching online. So one thing that's cool about that story when you're just clearly super passionate talking through that girl's text is that you also started from ground zero on social media. Right. Like, I don't understand why people believe like, oh, I can never do what Haley Hobson was. Because guess what, you guys, when you open up a Facebook account, you have zero followers. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> Which is very interesting, but it's also very easy for somebody to say that's, you know, starting chapter, they start comparing their chapter one to someone's chapter 20. Or they have a thought that they should be where somebody else is, or that it will take too long to get there, or that they won't be able to have the patience in the, during the time period to get there, or that they're not going to be able to stick it out, or they won't be able to consistent. There's a lot of, here's the thing about life coaching probably 90% of your thoughts are unconscious. So you actually really, I don't mean to sound like derogatory or or nasty or smug when I'm saying this, but you don't know what you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) You literally don't know what you're thinking. And so that's what a health coach, I mean, a life coach will help you do is help you unravel the layer of consciousness that's living below that conscious level. Yeah, people get that analysis paralysis. They just, they want to do so many things. They don't take the first step. And we've all been there in different aspects, especially if it's coming to texting a a guy or girl that you're into. That's like the number one case, right? Oh, you're overthinking. What what am I going to wear? What are they going to think? What's going to happen? But it's like those people that can just own it, own their future, own their fate, and just keep moving forward that good things start to happen to. So 
my thought here is that a lot of people, when they look at somebody that has accomplished so much, that has set up an organization where you personally employ several individuals that keep the operations running, whether it be with your website, whether it be with social media, project management, and all of those things. Um, number one, how do you stay organized? And that's a, a that, that couples with the question of, do you ever lose your mind sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other part of that is what's your daily method of operations you need to do every day to feel fulfilled and accomplished? Yeah. So in the beginning, you're doing everything like, and this is a woman, you're, if you have kids, you're playing and you're married, you're playing role as wife, you're playing role as mother, you're playing role as, you know, nurse when your kids get sick, you're playing role as your business owner, you're playing role as taxi drivers, you're, you know, taxing them around, housekeeper, chef, um, you know, the list goes on, right? And then as you start to realize that you need to bring people in for help. Like you might just bring one person in at a time. Like the thing that I hated doing the most was cleaning. And so like, that was the first person I ever hired. In fact, I've been hiring somebody to help me clean since I was probably in my thirties. Um, and then a couple years ago, I realized like I'm spending time with my daughter when she gets home from school and I am the taxi driver, but it's honestly, it's not really productive time with her. And I find myself still on business calls until the end of the day. So I'm going to pay somebody, you know, a few hours of, for a few hours a day. And then by the time I'm done working and she gets home from all her activities, I'm like actually there and present. So, you know, there's that help. Um, I then hired a, a, like an assistant and, you know, there's a very big difference between an assistant and somebody who knows how to project manage. And I realized that very quickly and I did hire a project manager ages ago, but it still wasn't at the level that I needed with as many moving parts that are going on in my life. I just recently hired, I went through a whole cleanse last year and decided who on my team, my admin team, I wanted to keep and who I felt like I had sort of grown out of as my business has grown. And I did hire three full-time employees and I have to say like one at a time you know, not all at once. I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I knew I needed like sort of an executive level assistant first. And then I needed a project manager. And then I needed um, somebody to help me manage the community because the community that I have on Facebook and Instagram and with my team is massive. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people like messaging me and communicating with me on a minute by minute basis. Like if I go to bed at night, and then I wake up in the morning and I look at the amount of comments on my Facebook pages and personal pages and Instagram direct messages and Facebook messages and text messages and voicemails and emails. I mean, there are literally hundreds of messages that come in in eight hours, right? And this is at nighttime while we're all sleeping. <laughs> Just because people are like, you know, different time zones. It's intense. So, um, I would say the project management help has really helped me stay sane because I like everything to be compartmentalized and organized. And I have somebody else sort of like taking all those ideas because I never stop with the ideas. And I, even on the weekends, I'm like, Hey, Abby, da -da 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 -da, you know, yeah. you don't no, just take note. Right. <laughs> and so she really has this unbelievable way of just keeping everything organized. Now with that said, we do use several, online tools or resources. And I told you that I created this, people always ask me this stuff. So like I created a page for you on my website. <laughs> it's called hayleyhobson.com forward slash resources. And so some of my favorite resources are Asana, 
which is a project management tool. So if we have a project and let's just say it's a project like um, I'm building a course, the first task goes to me to outline the course. Like what do I want the course to be called? What do I want the modules to be? What kind of content do I want in it? What do I want the slide decks to have in it? What kind of images do I, and I'll come up with this outline. Then I might assign it back to Abby to then build the PowerPoint decks. Then she might assign it to somebody else to do the, you know, the graphics or whatever. Then she might assign it back to me to record it. Then she might assign it to my automation guy, Zach, to, you know, get it uploaded onto a membership site. You know, see, so it's like nothing ever falls through the cracks because everybody's getting notified and everybody's following and you can communicate and even, you know, send messages on it that go to somebody's email box and you always know where everything is. So we can have projects galore. Let me look at what my projects are right now. I can tell you, I can even share my screen with you if you wanted me to. It seems like you created the closed loop. So everyone has someone else to, to back up on. So yeah. Yeah. So like right now I see on my new tasks that I have not completed yet. I see that I have to build the, I'm talking about this course cause I am building a course for the new year. And then I have one, two, three, four, five, six people that I have brought into my doTERRA business in the last week or so that have to be moved somewhere in my organization. So that's a task for me to do it. Right. And then I have a daily task. You talked about daily to communicate with all the leads that are coming in to, you know, forms that are being filled out. So I, we keep a Google document with everybody's name, address, email, Facebook or Instagram handle, tech, you know, um, phone number. And I will reach out. We have an automation system, but I'll personally reach out every day and get in touch with those person, people. And then I have a task that I did not do yesterday. I was supposed to do an Instagram live on a certain oil recipe, but I did a Facebook live today. So I'm just going to mark it off and that's good enough <laughs> and do a bunch of stories. And then on Tuesdays, I do a lot of my content build for the week. So that's when I like, you know, read and edit and approve my news, weekly newsletter. Um, I do have a, a copywriter that works with me, but um, I need to be the final, like, okay, this is me and this is good to go. I have a, a blog that I write. I've got a podcast that I do that, that, that myself that goes out on Wednesdays. I've got, I write the whole social media for the whole week, all the images on Planoli. We lay out everything, like what it looks like. And then any landing pages or sales pages or, you know, extra emails, sales emails that have to go out. So Tuesdays, like I'm just looking at content all day long and each one is tasked to me. So if my copywriter sends me something and then she sends it in a Google doc, she'll assign it to me in Asana. I'll spend some time going through it. I'll make notes if I don't like something, suggest she can see my suggestions. I might not like this week. I didn't like one of the images she chose. So I sent it back to her. Then she sent it back to me. Then I sent it back to her. Then she sent it back to me until we finally had an image that I liked because um, I want everything to aesthetically look a certain way as well. And yeah, so that's Asana. That's like one of my favorite tools that we use to stay organized. And then in terms of um, communication, because that can be its own disaster when you're working with lots of different people. For my team, my, like my doTERRA network marketing team and for my admin team, I don't use email. So we have different ways of communicating to me that are much more organized and we use something called Slack. So it's a workspace. I have one for my team top leaders. I've got one for the next level of leaders. I've got one for my European leaders. I've got one for my admin angels. I've got one for crossline, you know, members in doTERRA. I've got one for my family. And then each, I just go to my Slack app and I can open up whatever workspace I want to be in. And you can do DMs and you can do, you can have all these different channels, you know, so we, in my, let me see, in my admin one, we have channels like blog where we communicate. We can all see 
can talk about the blog or um, we can talk about the podcast. We can talk about each course has its own channel. Um, each affiliate that I'm participating in has its own channel. We have a channel for my website, a weekly agenda, social media, um, leads, calls that we're doing with leads, influencers, travel, you know, the list goes on, but it keeps like everything super manageable. So I'm not waking up to, you know, 407 emails that are all threaded and I can't find the original communication. I'm waking up to, okay, I need to look in Slack. What, what thread is going on here? I can see it all in front of me. And then if I want to dictate something over to Abby as the project manager, just get on my phone on Boxer, which is another app <laughs> and I'll just tell her, you know, and then she will take care of the navigation. So that is how I stay organized. <laughs> Boom. It's all wrapped up. Yeah. Slack's amazing. But I'll tell you something. The one most important thing that you got to do is you got to use a calendar. Now you and I, when we were scheduling this week, kind of were really loosey goosey about it. And that's not how I usually am. It's just, I am on holiday right now. And I, I purposely took everything off of my calendar. In fact, I was looking at my calendar for next week and I actually had to show it to somebody. I was like, look at this. And I like opened up, um, I opened up, I don't know if you can see this like from here, but I opened this up. That's a workout. Like I'm going to orange theory and there's like nothing on my calendar the rest of the day. Right. And I was like, look at this, look at this. This is crazy. But when you go to like a normal day of mine, this is what it looks like. You know, there's no white space. Right. right? So if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. <laughs> if it's not a task. Even if it's tasked to me, Asana, if it's not checked social media and blocked down on my calendar, it's not happening. And usually when I am doing any type of interview or a call or a lead generation, everything is, it goes through Abby or Amber community or project manager and they handle the calendar. Like you and I did it very different because I had all this free time, but that's not how it works. In fact, I'm, I know Amber was reading all of our messages because she's in there. Um, but I just told her I'd take care of it. Well, fate put us together then. I slid in at the <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> but out of all the different social media platforms, a lot of people, obviously, it's very easy to get involved, uh, to, to get, oh, yeah. um, to get uh, just overwhelmed because there's so much different social media platforms. Which social media platform do you uh, like? What's your favorite one, first of all? And number two, which one do you think that people should start with when they're trying to that's going to have the biggest ROI on, on building an online. Group. I think it depends on your demographics, to be honest. I mean, I really think it depends on, you know, how old you are and you know, what you're interested in, you know, somebody that's my age, like I kind of play on two. I'm sort of in the middle of Facebook and Instagram. I think the demographics for Instagram are a little bit younger than I am. The demographics for Facebook are about my age and older. Um, I have a lot of friends and followers on Facebook. My Facebook page is huge. I mean, I probably have like almost 100,000 people on there. And my Facebook profile is full. I mean, I can barely add anybody else. Um, but I love Instagram and I love it because it seems like it's, there's a little less noise over there. Like you can go over there and you don't have to be, like somebody can follow you without you following them back. So you really are like, you can, you can, you stay contained to what you want to see versus you know somebody inviting you in and there's just all this noise there um and i love the aesthetic look of it and i love the imagery i'm a big image and video person i just think there's so much more personality over there facebook is a little tougher for me to get my personality across i think 
um, unless I'm doing lives because of the staticness of it. And I do think it's a little bit harder to see things over there right? because the algorithms are tougher. Um, but you know, if you, if you like Facebook and you are like in the, you know, like mid thirties to forties and above Facebook is a great place to start. The thing about Facebook too, is that Facebook advertising, if you're using it for a business is rock star. Like you can't get a better marketing platform than Facebook Mm. and Facebook ads hands down. So I definitely am over there, but you have to know that if you want to see people's feed, like even their personal feed, even a group that you're in, you must be active in that feed or Facebook will stop showing it to you. So this is a very interesting experiment I did a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you're friends with me on Facebook or if you follow me on my personal page, but I just decided I was like going to cleanse it. And I've been on Facebook for a decade or more. And I decided that I didn't know anybody that was in my feed anymore. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cleaning house, who wants to be here? I've got 5,000 friends. I don't know any of you. <laughs> Uh, um, and I wanted to be able to invite people on my own, like doTERRA team in and like, you know, other cross eight, you know, companies that I'm friends with leaders that I'm friends with and just have all, it's possibly how you ended up finding me. Um, so I, I just announced it and I, I got about a thousand comments on, on that one post. So this is my personal post and I was able to see who was active and I just, and I didn't do this to be mean. I didn't do this to like threaten anybody. I just honestly wanted to have more engagement with people who wanted to engage. So I didn't delete friends I know that just haven't responded in a while. I just needed to get out of the people I just didn't know who they were. So anyway, people started coming out of the woodwork. I probably deleted about 2,000 friends. And then I was able to add <laughs> 2,000 more people that had requested to be friends in the last couple of years. And it's just been incredible what's gone on now in my page. Like people that I haven't talked to in 10 years, 15 years, 20 are all of a sudden because of the engagement, the, you know, the algorithm is now working to my favor in a sense and people are seeing it and it's just bringing back what we need. I think this is the reason we have Facebook to engage, not to just be like a peeper. So if you are a person who wants to see somebody's, life or stories or whatever they're doing on Facebook, you got to let them know that they're there or Facebook is going to decide for you that you shouldn't be there anymore. On Instagram, it's a little bit different because you're purposely choosing who you want to follow. So Instagram is going to show it to you. However, if you are paying more attention to a certain person or watching their stories or, you know, spending more time on their feed or liking their posts, you will see their stuff more. It'll be the first stuff that comes up into your feed. So just know that about social media. If you want to play with somebody, if you want to get to know them, you just can't be a passerby. The way social media wants you to work is to build relationships. That's what it's there for. Right. So that's using Facebook Messenger. That's commenting. That's liking. That's being on other people's feeds, stories. Sending GIFs out. Yeah. Sending emojis. Just letting people know. Just not scrolling and seeing what's going on and not doing anything. Just press that little heart button, you know, and that's enough for you to stay seeing somebody's stuff. So you're extremely organized to the point where you wake up in the morning and if it's on your calendar, you're committing to that calendar. 
that's just how you operate. That's I would how say you I'm doing that Monday through Friday. I mean, I'm a little bit more lenient with myself on the weekends. Like I had on my calendar today that I wanted to go to the farmer's market at 11 after a workout. And then I stopped by a friend's house and then I hang out there for an hour. So I moved it back a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm not like a stickler on the weekends. Okay. I really try to give myself downtime. Um, I, I try to give myself a lot of rest on the weekends and a lot of like flexibility in my day doesn't mean I'm not going to work. We're doing this podcast right, right. <laughs> and there is something else I want to do today when I'm done, even though it's already three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but uh, Monday through Friday is work time to me. Mostly Monday through Thursday. I try to take like a half day on Friday too, sometimes a full day, but Monday through Thursday, if I'm not traveling, if I am home, it is like, I'm on my computer probably by 10, 1030 at the latest, I, maybe I'm on my phone in the morning a little bit just to catch up with messages and I'm there until, you know, five o'clock. So you're just like an absolute energy ball, which everyone can hear listening to this. Uh, your passion just speaks through. You're just like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, so whatever diet you're on, I'm definitely interested in getting on that because it's phenomenal. Uh, but well, I did that live today that you watched and talked all about like superfoods and macronutrients and all of the different spices and herbs and adaptogens that we need in our body. And it's real stuff. I'm telling you, like your, your body, like is, is like a, is like a car. And if you're going to put like unleaded gasoline in it versus super plus leaded, you know what I mean? It's like, it will behave how you treat it. And so if you are going to put really good ingredients into it and then let it slow down and rest so that its battery is charged, you're going to do a lot better. You know, I went to bed last night at 8.30. I knew my body needed it. I woke up at 7.10 this morning. So that was like 11 hours of sleep, right? Hibernation. So yeah, it's my winter week of hibernation. It's always interesting because typically a lot of people that get stuck in like the consistency of doing the same thing over and over and over, people get comfortable. They make a six figure income, maybe at a corporate job and their life's very nice and like everything's great. Um, but they just start doing the same thing over and over and over. It seems that people almost have to hit rock bottom in order for them to like spring up in a lot of different circumstances. This obviously isn't for everyone. But can you reflect on a time maybe that in your life, and I, I know you kind of did a little bit already, um, just that time when you were transitioning from being an attorney to a yoga instructor, that you felt like you didn't believe in yourself, that you didn't think this was possible, that you self-doubted yourself, or were you always just like, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this? You know, I, I don't think that there was ever a point in my life that I didn't believe in myself. I think that I just probably had certain points where you get, you know, you get to a point where you decide it's necessary to take action in order to achieve something that you want to achieve. So like with my Pilates and the yoga, I was probably having some thoughts about like, well, I need to be making six figures. And I went to college and law school and I should use my degree. And my parents want me to do this. And like, what will people think? So there was probably like a lot going on you know, in my brain that was forcing me to stay where I was until I decided, and I'm sure these thoughts back then, because I don't know what I know now. I don't know. I didn't know how to manage my, my mind just like I do now, but I'm sure I was having some subconscious thoughts like that were like, well, you should be able to do what you want and you probably will be able to make six figures again. And so those subconscious thoughts led me to feeling confident and then able to take action. 
it was the same thing with my health. Like, you know, I, I kind of hit rock bottom at that point where I literally couldn't eat. Like I, about seven years ago, I went through a period, I think it was seven years ago, like to the day I went through this period where, um, I got massively sick. Like we were driving to Kansas on a couple days before Christmas and I was throwing up the whole ride. And I was miserable the entire time that I was with my in-laws and I could not eat any food. And I got home and I started going to all these doctors. Everybody was telling me, you're fine. There's nothing wrong. You don't have colitis. You don't have, uh, maybe you have gastroenteritis or whatever that's called where you're, you know, you just have like a stomachache. <laughs> um, you don't have, um, or, uh, you don't have, well, you don't have anything. Like there's no cancers, there's nothing going on that they could see. But what they didn't realize back then that maybe a more holistic uh, practitioner would realize is that inflammation is a disease. And there was all of this inflammation built up that was causing my body to go into this fight or flight to survive. And mm. um, like kind of what you went through and also... It's kind of like an autoimmune, you know, like inflammatory, like your bowels is your esophagus down to your rectum. So when your bowel is inflamed, it's going to have a, an impact on the way that your pancreas works, your stomach, your small, large intestine, et cetera. And when you can't get the vital nutrients into your body, it's not going to survive. Right. So that was happening with me. I ended up endoscopy, colonoscopy, CAT scans, MRIs, like you name it. And then what I ended up doing myself was uh, a nine day juice cleanse. And I don't, I didn't know that I was going to do this. I just really had no other choice because I couldn't eat anything. Just started sipping juices that I knew had enzymes. I thought I'd do it for a day or two, calm down the intestine. I did it for nine days. And I was like a completely different person on the other end of it. And that's when I got motivated to go vegan. Cause I was at that time I hadn't had dairy in probably 20 years. So I wasn't eating butter and cheese and all that kind of stuff, but I was eating fish and I was eating chicken. I hadn't eaten red meat since I was 12. Um, but I went full vegan at that point. And that's when I also got motivated to go take that raw food certification and course and then life coaching. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can say I went through a rock bottom so that I had to find a solution but I would not say that I didn't believe in myself. I must have believed in myself to be able to go take the course. I must have believed in myself to be searching for these, you know, holistic remedies. I must have believed in myself to decide I was going to build a Facebook page and then a website and then get involved in doTERRA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm going, I am going to credit my parents because they believed in me. And there was never a time during my upbringing where they didn't tell me that I could do whatever I wanted to. And so it was like, I came home with an A minus and they were like, you could totally get an A next time. You know, it was like everything that I did, they were a thousand percent behind me. I've also been with very supportive friends and partners in my life. So it just goes to show like, it really does matter who you hang out with and what you're hearing because your subconscious brain is going to take in all this information. And if it's negative, even though you might believe in yourself to some extent, there are people who can really smush you down. So 
I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> no, it, it perfectly. I mean, it's just on a relatability level. Humans are so complicated and life is so hard and so much bad things can happen at any given time. People think that they need to have the answers to everything, but a lot of things are just tough and but there are answers and the people you surround yourself with and finding encouragement and finding positivity, which, you know, to this day, you know, being involved in the tech space and uh, also in that network marketing space is why I'm obsessed with the industry of direct sales and network marketing, because they're just some of the happiest people in the world. Like if you're on a, if you're on like a stage and you just like uh, threw a, a, a rock that didn't actually hurt someone, but you just threw something into the stage, you're bound to hit someone that is just going to be the happiest positive, nice person. And it's like when you surround yourself with those people, your life just increases. But I am curious, who is Haley off the mic? Because I mean, you're always working, you're on social media everywhere. But like you mentioned triathlons, what else do you like to do for fun? That's like not business related? Yeah, so I don't do triathlons anymore. I stay fit just by going to fitness classes. This morning, I took a class at Orange Theory Fitness. Yesterday, I went to a sculpt Pilates light class. Um, I am a big reader, so I, I usually read anywhere between two to four books a month, um, and I'm only reading fiction. Like a lot of people are like, what are you reading right now? They want to know like all these businesses. I'm like, I work during the day. I play on my books at night. So I really like to, to read. I mean, very well written. You know, it's usually like New York Times bestseller, Oprah's List, very well written fiction and usually female writers. And not that there's any like discrepancy there between men and women, but I relate better to women who are having experiences like I'm having. Um, I also, I'm a big movie watcher. I have, I'm addicted to several TV shows <laughs> and um, like stupid ones like The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise or Million Dollar Listing New York. Um, but I've got other ones that I love to watch too. Like I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. I'm watching This Is Us. I'm watching A Million Little Things. So I've got lots of shows that I DVR. And I would say in my evenings, I'll like I'll wind down around five and, you know, hang out and make sure everybody's fed. And then around seven, I just go upstairs and I'm like a real homebody during the week and, you know, start reading or watching shows. And I'm usually in bed by 10. So I've got my morning routine in the, in the morning. I've got my relaxation routine in the afternoon or the evening. Um, we travel so much that it's hard to say like, what are your hobbies? Because we're always in a new place. And I think that traveling can become a hobby. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's so much to explore everywhere you go. So when I'm here in California, what I love to do, I love to go to my favorite juice bar. <laughs> I love to like stock up on juice on Sundays. I love to go to the farmer's market when it's summertime and it's warmer. I love to go to the beach. So I will, I will go to the beach at least once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, when I'm back in Colorado, we have a really cool downtown area, like a walking mall area, and I love to go down there. I love listening to live music, and I think that you can get a real sense of my personality, um, not just what I do, but like Instagram stories, Facebook stories. Like I am a, a big user of those two platforms, and I'm real on those platforms. So what you're seeing is what you're getting, and I'm sure you can probably see based on what you've seen that you're, it's the same person. Right. Yeah. I love Instagram stories. So much fun. And it's cool that it can connect right to your business page. So if anyone out there doesn't have their Instagram story connected to their Facebook business page, connect that ish. You're missing out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm Haley Hobson on Instagram. H-A-Y-L-E-Y. -E Two Y's like Haley Mills. 
beautiful. I'm going to ask you again for that at the end of this. And uh, I could talk to you forever. And I'm really glad that we've been able to build this friendship in a short period of time. And I just love listening and learning from you. I've already learned so much through this podcast. Um, but if there was a few things, say one, two or three things that you wish you could have told yourself at 22 years old, right after graduating college, and you could have just went back in time and whispered these things into your ear, what would you have told yourself? So I think about this all the time. And the only thing that I can think about that really wouldn't have been possible because it didn't exist at the time was I wish that I had been able to use social media the way that I use it now. Because if I had been able to get my personality and not been afraid of what people would think and get my personality out there in front of other humans at the age of 20 something, I feel like I would have a massively, massively, massive following on social media, which would mean even more ultimately relationships and therefore, you know, business as well. So I'm not, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. I've got a thriving life and a thriving business, but I, for all of you who are in your twenties and thirties, get on social media because the more people can see you and connect with you, the fuller your life is gonna be. The next big thing is right now, you know, there's someone out there that is working a nine to five. Maybe they're very comfortable, they love it. Maybe they absolutely hate it. Um, but deep down inside, they're itching to become an entrepreneur. They're itching to have time freedom, to be able to travel, to be able to, you know, really just have true freedom, to be able to make their own schedule, wake up when they're done sleeping. What would you say to that person that's thinking about taking that first step into entrepreneurship? What are those guidelines that you would say to that person? Well, I would definitely let them know that it's not going to happen overnight. So they've got to be patient and consistent because the more consistent you are, then the easier it's going to be to move along that path that you're on. But I don't know how I could live any other way than authoring my own life. Like I get to wake up when I want. I don't have to set an alarm. I only answer to me. I vacation when I want. I travel when I want. I work when I want. I work from anywhere. I don't have to listen to anybody else. And I've been able to thrive on the relationships with brilliant people in my life that are doing the same. So entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Some people really do want to, they want to go to work. They want to work from somebody else. They thrive on helping somebody else succeed and being a part of that. Um, but if you are itching to get out there, I would say do it because you only have one life and follow some people that you respect and watch what they're doing, get the mentorship, maybe the coaching that you need and go for it because you only have one life. Haley, how can people follow you on social media? I know you mentioned it before. What's your favorite platforms? Yeah. So Instagram, I'm Haley Hobson at, I'm, I'm Haley Hobson on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, my professional business Facebook page, which is where I actually spend more time. And you'll have to interact if you want to see it. Cause that's how Facebook is, is Haley Hobson whole you. And then my personal page, if you want to see a little bit more behind the scenes and Facebook stories is just Haley Hobson. Beautiful. H-A-Y-L-E-Y. And then you can come over to my website too. All my platforms are over there. That's HaleyHobson.com. All right. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, and for everyone, if you guys are listening to this, Haley is just an absolute energy ball, angel, superhuman. So I'm definitely looking forward to picking her mind in the future. And Haley, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. 
If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.